And let's bring in Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum for our Monday visit. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. I know it's way too early to, in any way, get our arms around this thing and, and what it might mean here locally. We don't even know what it's going to mean globally at this point. But to that end, um, how often these days are you in contact with the health department? I know it was, you know, at one point it was a couple of times a day. Um, what is it like now and how geared up are you for the next threat? Well, I mean, this is something that we were in, entirely anticipating. 733, Mayor G.T. Bynum, back on the line with us. Let's do this by phone and see if we can hold on to the line. So, Mayor, you were saying that, that we expected this. Yeah, no, this is something that health department leadership have been warning us about, that, that as variants come through, that you're going to see sort of a, a surge uh, every now and then with particular variants, and then they will wane. And that the, the key thing for folks is that we need as many folks as possible to be vaccinated, uh, because not because vaccination entirely prevents you from from getting this virus, but that it prevents the worst impact of the virus. It, it helps protect our local hospital system and keeps people out of the hospital. And so that will be that will continue to be our refrain from the city's standpoint uh, is that we need as many Tulsans as possible uh, to get that vaccine. And, and thank goodness now uh, kids can get it as well and uh, be protected as well. But this is something, you know, we're I'm in contact with Dr. Dart and his team pretty much every day, even when things are quiet, and we'll continue to monitor the data and adjust as as needed. But the most important thing anybody can do in Tulsa is get vaccinated and help protect yourself from the worst effects of this virus. What happens if and when it's detected in Oklahoma or in green country? Does it change policy? Does it make you rethink where we are and what we're doing? It really just it, not its detection. I think it, it's its arrival in Oklahoma is inevitable. It's not a matter of if, but when. And uh, so for us, what what we'll do, just as we did with Delta, is uh, monitor the impact that it's having on the local healthcare system and what, if any, actions we as a city need to take to protect that healthcare system. But again, I, I just can't stress it enough. You know, the city. We can only do so much that the greatest potential uh, way to protect our community is for every person in our community to that can uh, to be vaccinated against this virus and, and protect those hospitals so that folks who really need to get into the hospital for a medical emergency have the ability to do so. That's the, the greatest danger here. The other thing I wanted to ask you about this morning, and it's, it's not related at all to, to COVID, but... Maybe the underlying sentiment of personal responsibility is somewhat related, and that is vehicle thefts in Tulsa. Uh, we had the story from the National Insurance Crime Bureau last week that Tulsa was number 10 on the list of cities where your car or your vehicle is most likely to be stolen. The personal responsibility piece of this is most of the time when that happens, the car has been left unlocked and even with the keys in it. Yes, when I talk with police officers about uh, vehicle thefts, uh, you know, that they are always just floored that you know, the vast majority of vehicle thefts, these are not like you see in the movies, people jumping in and hot wiring cars. These are people getting in a car and seeing if there's keys left in the glove box or, or that really sneaky place above 
uh, your the visor <laughs> up top. That Nobody no looks criminal there. would ever think to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that, the, and any time that I've been at it, neighborhood watch meetings, they always advise people, uh, just take your keys inside, keep them with you, don't leave them in the car. And that's one of the best ways that we can prevent vehicle thefts in Tulsa. That being said, um, you know, there are people doing that in cities all over the country, but they're not in the top 10 in vehicles being stolen. So what can the city do or what is the city doing about it? Well, I, I think that the key thing for us overall, and, and this is why I said the, the, the greatest danger for, for Tulsa from a public safety standpoint is staffing. And we have to have a properly staffed police department uh, so that they can not only respond to crimes, but they can follow up on crimes when they occur and find the people who are uh, stealing vehicles in our community. And a lot of the time, it's not just, you know, a random person walking down the street stealing a car. It's an an organized criminal ring, just as we've seen when our uh, wiring was stolen from our highway lights. And so uh, the, the Tulsa Police Department, they need to have the manpower in place to be able to respond and, and not just react to crimes, but to put in the time and effort that's required to follow up on leads and, and get these folks arrested. And that's why it's so important, one, that that we've put through a, a pay increase that makes Tulsa competitive from a hiring standpoint and that the city council and I continue to fund academies as we have in the past to get our police department properly staffed. And that's really hard in this environment nationally when there has been so much criticism aimed at law enforcement in the last couple of years. Uh, thankfully, Tulsa is a community that's shown that we support law enforcement, and, and I'm, I'm hopeful that that continues to benefit us from a recruiting standpoint. I would ask you for your Lincoln-Riley reaction, but I think your answer would be something along the lines of, how about that TU Golden Hurricane and their bowl bid and beating SMU? Is do I have that right? <laughs> You know, I, I will say I went to uh, – I'm married to a Norman girl, ah. so uh, we're a little partisan in our house. But I went to my first uh, game at Boone Pickens Stadium on Saturday night, and, man, that was probably the most impressive stadium uh, experience that I've seen. That was a, just an incredible crowd, a great game, and, and I, I will probably commit uh, political malpractice here and say – if Lincoln Riley's really leaving because he needs a new challenge and needs to try something out, I've got nothing but gratitude for what that guy has done for the program and the time that he's led it. And I have complete confidence with a leader like Joe Castiglione at OU that he's going to find another great coach, just like he did when he found this defensive coordinator from Florida named Bob Stoops and this offensive coordinator from Eastern Carolina named Lincoln Riley. Joe, I have faith in Joe Castiglione that he's going to find somebody awesome for you moving forward. Uh, well, see, that's more of a reaction in depth than I, than I had hoped for. So, Mayor, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> thank you. Mayor G.T. Bynum.